Steve Martin and Michael Caine are competitors in the Riviera's most profitable business, but with very different styles. Do you have any idea what it feels like to take a woman for 20 bucks? No, I haven't. I'm afraid it's a little out of my class. Can two con men survive in a town really made for one? Really? We find a woman, set a price, and the first man to extract the correct amount from her wins. Wish me luck. Let the contest begin. If I lose, I'll leave. If I win, you leave. To prove once and for all who is the dirtiest, the rottenest. <laughs> Do you feel this? The sleaziest, the sneakiest, the phoniest, Thank you, Your the trickiest, Don't you ever have an emotion that originates about the waist? No! The all-time champion of dirty, rotten scouts. Surely he was no match for you. I'm younger than you, better looking than you, thinner than you. Know your limitations. You are immoral. Steve Martin is the man no woman can resist. Eat your food. May I go to the bathroom first? Of course you may. Thank you. And Michael Caine is... Lawrence Jameson. Chips Auto. Doctor. Emil Schaffhausen. And they're both dirty, rotten scoundrels. Do you want the whole world to know? Dirty, rotten scoundrels. You mustn't turn your back on them for a second. Uh, are we ready? Yeah. All right, go, guard. <clears throat> Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is ya boys, and we're cast. here. What happened? Doesn't matter. We're still here. Yeah, we are. And it is the first week of Michael Kane, which will be fun to say for the next four weeks. Isn't, um, it, isn't it Michael Kane? Right, it's Michael Kane. Michael Kane. Oh, Michael Kane. Michael Kane. Right, you got to kind of just draw it out <laughs> through the nose. Um, and uh, and yeah, we watched uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, yeah. a movie that apparently had Steve Martin in it. Um, apparently, he's in it a ton. <laughs> and and the love interest that wasn't Madonna from Dick Tracy. Yeah, that I actually had a. Uh, I guess, oh yeah, Tress, Tess Tess Trueheart. Trueheart. She. Huh. Uh, so that lady, I like, you know, I always do this when I watch movies. Like, I'm like, I've seen her in stuff. Like, what's she from? And she died like in 2018. I was like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> it was very sad. Yeah, I went was... down that weird. Is this Bernadette Peters? No. Is this Madeline Kahn? No. Like, who is oh. this woman? I know her from those movies. She Bernadette... she'd been in a ton of stuff. She was let me, like, let, let's talk a bit about how, uh, how uh, eminently smashable Prime Prime Peters was because. Mm, oh, I don't know. No, what about the other one? The con, the one from the oh, Madeline Kahn also yeah. evidently smashed the one from the Mel Mel Gibson or Mel Gibson, Mel Brooks movies. Yeah, the Mel oh, Gibson yeah. movies. <laughs> Madeline, Madeline Kahn as Mrs. Hot. White in Clue checks lots of boxes. Her in, oh, Madeline Kahn and Blazing Saddles. It's oh, lots in, of in, boxes. In history of the world, we were talking about Unix before we hit record. Like that oh, yeah. scene. Yeah, come on, she's smoking hot. Oh, she's amazing. Anyway, and and a funny, funny like both of them, funny, funny ladies. Is she dead? Uh, Madeline Kahn is definitely dead. I don't is know she really? Oh. Yeah, she died years ago. She died when that Cosby, that second Cosby show oh. was so long. Mm. Damn. God bless. Well, she was a fucking, she was a gem. She was an absolute treasure. She was great. All right, let's uh, get into what we do, what we do, what we do, what we do. And uh, what did you all watch this week? Uh, Gogs. I watched one thing. 
one, one thing. thing. Uh, I, I I decided to swim in some deep water and decided to watch K Stew's Underwater. Excuse uh, me. Wet Alien. Wet Alien. Oh, what the um, fuck is K Stew? Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Oh, that's all. Try to try to keep up, TJ. I'm gonna say, like, I'm a, you I'm all a, knew K Stew right away. Yeah, that's what the yeah. air calls her. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So I'm gonna say this. I find her insufferable. Oh, she's terrible. I haven't. Seen she her was. Anymore. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think she was bad in this. I'll be. She wasn't. This movie is. This movie has thoughts, and <laughs> it's trying to get them out. Does it have and thoughts though? It, it, needs, it does it have needs thoughts. thoughts. It has. It has underwater space panties, very similar Ooh. to what Ripley got down into at the end Look of Alien. That. Um, I do as much as I find her a terrible actress. I do find her attractive. I honestly didn't think she was a bad. I, I I swear I'll probably catch a lot of heat for this because, uh, but whatever. I didn't think she, she was terrible in, a, in this. Was it Shop Personal Shopper Shop Girl? What the fuck is that movie? She I made? never watched. It. Yeah, it's called oh, Personal okay. Shopper. What's that one? Is, is that in, any good? Yeah, I never. I didn't. She's in that what MK Ultra or whatever it's called, Ultra American. Something oh, like the Mac Landis movie. Yeah, that called, movie. Uh, American Ultra. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, um, I didn't see what's it. The anyway, one, what's the What's the one with the vampire? <laughs> Twilight. Me and Gogs watched that a million years ago. That's the only thing. So, the, to like, to like full disclosure, that's the only thing I've ever seen her in prior to this. And I thought, she, I think, the, I mean, those movies are. We we were. Tj and I dunked on the first Twilight movie so much that we yeah. felt it was like we had to like step up and watch it to make sure that we were correct. That and we were, recorded, which was nice. Recorded somewhere, possibly yeah. on the website. Uh, I don't know. I remember but, watching it at Melissa's house, and I would not stop talking about how the physics of the baseball game could not possibly work, <laughs> and it was yeah. just like way to talk your way out of fucking. Like I couldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> But the uh, it, it's like it doesn't matter like how hard they can throw the bases are still ninety feet apart. You have to adjust the bases for super speed, otherwise like the game <laughs> will the never point? end. Right? Yeah, yeah it yeah. just turns into cricket. Anyway, so now, uh, so this movie underwater, I will say a couple of things. One, for a PG thirteen film, a lot gorier than I expected it to be. Well, you can get away with gore in PG thirteen. You just can't have titties or say the f word. So, um, it's got her in it. It's got uh that creep from the Black Swan. Uh, whose name escapes Darren me. Aronofsky? No, no, the guy who oh, played... Oh, Vincent Cassell? Vincent, Vincent Cassell. Cassell. Yeah, uh, he is a creep. He's a great actor, but he's a fucking creepy-looking guy. I what else is he in? He's in Irreversible, and he's in oh, uh, yeah, Eastern yeah, Promises, yeah. and he's in yeah. Brotherhood of the Wolf. He's been in a ton of movies. You had me at Irreversible. Yeah. yeah. He's in Irreversible. Uh, It's got T.J. Miller in it. It's got a couple other folks. Speaking that... of creeps. Yeah, but so... so Here's the premise, and I'm a big like. It turns out I love underwater movies. Who I didn't know that. Um, it's uh, you know, I love the abyss. I love that sort of stuff. I love Alien, obviously. Uh, this movie it, it opens like in media res with like the fucking they're in they're in, basically they're they're drilling the Mariana tr- Mariana trench Marianas Marianas trench. So they're six miles down, and it opens with shit just getting crushed under pressure, right? And pressure water pressure, uh, you know. A dude implodes, which was wild to see. Um, another dude explodes because of rapid, uh, you know, uh, yes, he, he rose too quick. He was, he was, you know, he got super bends and exploded. Um, oh, the movie, it has sort of a sunshine problem where it's a much more compelling. So here's the problem. It's a monster movie, right? Well, it's alien. The it's alien. It's well. The mm, dude, are you guys going to watch this movie or not? Spoiler no, words for underwater. Not a chance. Alec. At all. Probably not. Okay. So it opens with this disaster, right? And then they've got to get, 
the plot's pretty simple. The place is gonna the place is gonna completely crush itself. It's like every time it's the end, it's the end of every C Lab episode. Like it's all just gonna just destroy itself. And Pro they've got to get they got to get down. They got to wear these fucking suits that look so much better than the original Sin suits. They look like they're all getting strapped in to the uh, to the um, the ship from Starcraft. And then they've got to walk across the the ocean floor to get to some place, the drilling rig, and maybe they can get some escape pods there and live. Um, it's a much more compelling movie when it's a disaster and they're just fighting against the environment and sort of the inevitable, like the inevitable, like destruction of the place as opposed to a monster showing up. Right. Because the oh, monster, like the descent, like the, like sort of like the descent or like what they did with sunshine, right? Like sunshine's a really compelling, I like sunshine. It's a Same. much better movie when pinbacker's not in it. The, right? ending, the ending fucking blues. So, so you, so now you've got these like weird, underwater vampire looking creep things right and they kind of have eyes but why would they have eyes they're at the bottom of the ocean there's no light like and they fight them and then so then it's sort of like it sort of half cooks this monster movie in and some of the shots are really competent i thought some of the shots are really good some are very amateurish the the ending is sort of dumber than hell so then i'm like look if you're gonna do this you either need to like embrace the disaster movie and just keep it a disaster movie and maybe tease a monster or just go whole hog monster, like go real big with it, like right. Leviathan. Um, and then they sort of heard me right at the end. So, so spoiler alert, they're working their way through. People are getting, people are dying because of either getting crushed by the pressure of the water or they've been killed by these monsters. And, and, uh, Kristen Stewart, this last girl and this other guy have made it to this final rig where they're going to get off of the, Get, get in some escape pods that can get them to the surface and repressurize them or whatever. They get there, right? And so they've been fighting one or two of these little weird monster things. And they come to like this, like they're, they're going to go in the front door. And there's a ton of these monsters like hanging from something. And it's like, what the hell is this? They got to sneak their way through. It's like, it looked like, uh, like that scene in fucking Braveheart with all the corpses hanging from the ceiling. Like they are going to work like, like they punch a bats. And then they, they, one freaks out. It tries to eat Kristen Stewart, like devours her whole. She shoots her way out with an underwater flare gun, which I'll get into why. I think that's stupider than hell later. But, um, then it looks like the rest of them are going to pounce. And also, like, it's like the ceiling pulls back and you realize it's the arm of something. And the arm of what it is is actually Cthulhu. And they have mined into the earth and awoken Cthulhu. Was not expecting that. No. I was not expecting that. So all of these monsters were deep ones, and they have, they have and there's a little hint of it earlier. Like they go through like some old locker well, room where there's like a pentagram drawn and some like well, that's kind of fun. That, they should. It is kind of fun. Like, they should have baked that into the trailer because yeah, I was like I was like oh that's kind of wild. Like they realized like they sort of listened to me. They went all the way with it. Like it's like and the scale of it is. Like, you're talking about, like, these things that were, like, two or three times the size of me were basically, like, hair follicles on this monster. I like that. So, like, and then the Cthulhu model, you can, it doesn't look like classic Cthulhu, but it's very, it's it's gross and it's fun. It's gigantic. Um, But then the end, they name check it as Cthulhu. They don't name check it as Cthulhu. I had to go to Wikipedia and kind of, like... Yeah. I was like, is that what it really, because it felt, when I saw it, I was like, is that fucking Cthulhu? Is they, that what they're going they, for here? They unearthed the sleeping city of Rahel. <laughs> yeah, right. Rahel, so, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so then, I, I don't know. Uh, I can't read normal words, let alone fucking goofball words. So then then the ending, the ending gets, <laughs> the ending's dumb, and it, it ends on a really stupid line, and they basically nuke Cthulhu. 
Oh. Uh, it's a much better movie if they unearth Cthulhu and they live with that horror, kind of like the end of uh, um, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, that would be a much better ending. Like, they unearth it, and then that's it. That's, that's the it. Movie. Yeah, right. that but that's... But then presumably it does that it does the stupid button thing where the company's doing a cover up and then they resume their drilling. So like the company is like, I guess, a front of Cthulhu worshippers or something. Um it's like I'm saying, it's not a good movie, but I liked it a lot more than I thought. I thought it was competently shot. I thought Kristen Stewart was not bad in it. It had like it needed it needed like a couple more rewrites, and then it was basically like the abyss, but instead of it being a benevolent or I'm sorry, a benevolent alien. It's fucking Cthulhu. What and, uh, and, and that's, aliens in the abyss weren't super benevolent. Remember when they're getting ready to destroy all of humanity? Wasn't the alternative ending like they do destroy yeah. all of humanity? Oh, I thought the, why do I remember the aliens in the, in the in abyss being not being like playful and fun? <laughs> I'm, you're, I'm like, you're thinking of the aliens from Cocoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or I know the batteries aliens, not included. I know the alien from people. Sphere, which is another underwater movie I fucking love. I don't and know, a book maybe, I love. Maybe the abyss doesn't end like I think it does. Maybe I'm only thinking of that deleted scene. But like yeah. Ed Harris, I thought Ed Harris had like almost like a, a close encounters of the third kind moment with, and the whole point was you had to keep Michael Bean from nuking it, and that was like the that was the the the, the, the tension there in the well, abyss. Like in the, the, what I'm thinking is like they're like basically judging humanity, and they decide that like humanity isn't worth saving because it can't stop blowing shit up, so they just like kill everybody. Is I don't know why I've got that in my head. That is not the ending of the abyss. Okay. They they definitely Ed Harris and them definitely live. They live because I think they managed to keep Michael Bean from nuking it. But now I'm going to rewatch the abyss to make sure I'm not wrong. Regardless, I, I still I don't, I don't know why, but I don't, I don't whatever. Um, but this so this movie, like I'm saying, it's it's kind of a mess. There's some really competently things done things in my opinion. I did not hate Kristen Stewart in it. I liked her character. I liked like how they set her up and she, you know, had vulnerabilities and like, she was good. And the, the ending was kind of like, they took a stupid, something I thought was kind of stupid and like the worst part of the movie. And the problem is they just turned it on its head way too late and didn't do enough with it because I was like, Oh, that's fucking kind of wild. Um, but anyway, that's, that's, that's underwater. Um, but that's all I watched. What's the, uh, uh, we always talk about it, that Ben Foster movie where it turns out they're underwater the whole time. Oh, uh, uh, Pandorum? Uh, Pandorum. Yeah. Yeah, that movie rocks. That movie is slaps. As good as Pandorum? No, Pandorum's better. Okay. Pandorum's awesome. Pandorum fucking rules. That movie fucking kicks a ton of ass. It's, it's, it's him and, um, Quaid? Yeah. Den- yeah uh, Dennis Quaid? And Norman Reedus shows up for a few minutes. Uh, it's good. Yeah, Pandorum's a fucking bang. Ben Foster, God bless him. He needs to do more shit. Um, that, that movie couldn't have been marketed worse, too. The poster sucks. The, the trailer sucks. Yeah, it didn't tell you anything about it. No, it, it, you watch it, and you're like, this is great. Like, why do they fuck this up so bad? I didn't even know it had a trailer. I thought it was, like, a straight-to-Redbox movie. No, it, had, no it had a theatrical release. Go watch the trailer. It's fucking horrible. Well... I, I yeah well I'm and I'm gonna say I walked into I was gonna watch Tenant but it was too long and it felt like I had to pay attention more to it so I wanted to watch something late night so I just I was like well fuck it underwater looks like watch, trash I wouldn't watch Tenant when you're like half asleep you do have to pay attention it, it, it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a smart man's movie guy oh that's I'm I pass <laughs> pass God, did um it really isn't I'm just did that movie just show up on something because I think Elliot like watched it yesterday too what underwater it's on HBO Max that's how I okay. watched it. Um, but that's all I watched. Alec? Uh, I didn't watch anything. Sean? 
weird. That's so weird. I know. Usually you're good for six or seven movies. Come next week, hot. next yeah, week we'll watch a, 14 movies. It was a long, long week with work, and I really yeah. none of the nights that I felt like getting invested in everything. And then last night I ended up getting shit faced. Oh, yeah, me, me too. Uh, how many knuckle shuffles on you getting shit faced? Oh, negative one. I felt so bad this morning. Like, <laughs> oh no, I haven't you been, get it? like I haven't been drunk in a long time. <laughs> Which I, I felt you. like death. I didn't uh, know me, you boys could get drunk anymore. Me and Stacy and TJ and Stacy's friend Jackie went to Union, and it was a nice, pleasant time drinking, uh, yeah. light, flav- flavorful ciders. And then I decided to get. Oh my God! Yeah, a beer that was basically a can of like old oil. It was so yeah. fucking thick. It was Wait, like what was it called? alcoholic. It was like alcoholic maple syrup. He's like, try this. It was thick as hell, and it was was it that black. Was it was it that bolt? Was it that stick 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 beer? The one that they do in bourbon barrels? Yeah, I forget what how what it's called. It's like hot shot or something or spot shot. It wasn't shot or... bad, but it is definitely something Oof. to sip on, not something to like drink. Not a pound like. Like we, I drank CCH it, and then pounder. by the time I got by the time we got home, like we left as soon as I finished it. And by the time I got home, I was like, I was. Stacy had to take care. Like I was basically a, a child again. Like it was, oh, it was oh, awful. Oh. And I had to work early this morning. Oh, oh, I, felt, oh. I felt so so shitty. But uh, yeah, no, we had no a good, movies. We had no a good time movie, at no Unicraft, movies. though. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. No wow. movies for me though. Didn't watch any movies. And for you at home, we were all vaxxed, so we're, we're being responsible. Vaxxed oh, and yeah. waxed out there getting it. Well, responsible in one way. Yeah. Well, I didn't, we didn't, like, I, I got, I just had a couple of beers, but then, like, as I, when I got home, I was just like, well, I'm already a little drunk, so I just continued to drink. May as well finish it off. Unlike yeah. Alec, who hasn't been drunk in a long time, I'm almost perpetually always drunk, so it's a, it's a sliding scale, really. Sounds That's my pleasant. secret, Cap. <laughs> yeah. I'm always drunk. <laughs> That's pretty good. Sean, did I think, Alec, I think passed the mic to you. Yeah, I uh, well, I finished Invincible. And yeah, I got, I got, I'll probably finish that tonight after the show. I got to watch that. I'm really excited. The, um, the last two episodes are like worth, like, if you didn't like the show for some reason, because it, it does have a couple dry bits, like the when they go to college or whatever. But um, it's all worth it for those last couple episodes, especially the last episode. I gotta watch it. I haven't watched any of it. I still need to watch it. Same. I, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but like I like how it uses kind of like the Bruce Tim style animation because it makes the violence so much more fucked up. Yeah, it's really gross. Like yeah. for a car, like even for a cartoon, like some of the shit they do on there, I'm just like, ugh. Well, like, yeah. I don't- uh, what's cool is Ryan Otley is like the head of animation on that, and he was like one of the artists that did did the comic book. So like yeah. he did like almost the entire run, I think, if was, not the whole run. Nah, it was split up between him and Corey Walker, who's also like a really good artist. But um, it's cool that he's involved, and I think that probably lead, leads to that level of authenticity to it because he's one of the things that I'd say Ryan Otley is like really really good at is like hyper violence. Like his stuff is like crazy. It remind. I didn't read much of the book, but it, the TV show reminds me of like an Avatar Press type book where it's just like guts and shit everywhere. Yeah, I mean the 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 premise I think that Kirkman was trying to go for is like if Superman really punched somebody, that's yeah. what it would be. You know what I mean? I think like that was because it's funny because the comic and I, sh- I assume the show is the same way. 
like the comic starts out and you're like, oh, this is like a lighthearted kind of like Spider-Man or like Superboy-esque yeah. story. And then like the violence kicks in and you're like, oh, my God, like it's just re- like it, it kind of reminds me of a like, a you know, remember Black Summer, the Warren Ellis and oh, yeah. Juan, Juan, Juan yeah. Van Rip or whatever his name is. That yeah, that kind of violence. That guy Juan Rip is amazing. Guys, you yeah. know him. He did that that RoboCop book that you that I still have your copy of that I'm looking at right now. Ah, <laughs> it's like a, like an even more violent Jeff Darrow type thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, like he's like he's like a cross between Jeff Darrow and like Rob Liefeld in the best way possible. Yeah. Well, I saw a picture of somebody who drew a. Anthony Mackey's Falcon. I, I saw Rob Liefeld. Oh, yeah, like, the side chest. Like, it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. bad, so fucking bad. I love it. Um, <laughs> has everybody seen Becky? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Because cool. I want to talk about it. Talk about it, like spoiler wise. So I thought you have you have you seen it? I thought we all no. Oh, no, wow. I never seen it. I thought no. we all watched. Um, wow, wow, wow. Uh, wow, yeah, wow, so, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> if you haven't seen Becky, just pretend it's an IGN review and skip to the end to see what we give the scores for everything. But like, this movie's so fucking good, and I'm watching like. Or I'm I was worried. Like, I was worried the way you like started that off. Oh, no, I, no, oh, did no, he not no. like it? No, zero no. percent chance. Did, did I tell you that uh, the 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 uh, directors they like they liked one of my drawings and they like yeah. messaged me on Instagram. It was fucking awesome. Was awesome. I, I didn't know they messaged you. I remember yeah. And, uh, what's her name? The, the you cease and desist. The actor. No, no, they, they were fans. <laughs> so they, they were very nice. And uh, yeah, Lulu, they messaged me with a court order. <laughs> <laughs> Lulu Wilson also liked my drawing, which I yeah. was like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. It's, Cause I remember TJ was kicking around. This is years ago. was always kicking around this idea of like, if they made a Home Alone movie where the kid was the villain and like yeah, yeah. lured the people in, yeah, and this is kind of that. It's kind of like Home Alone meets Green uh, Green Room. Yeah, it's like ho- or like Straw Dogs. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like there's something about Joel McHale where he's got this Craig Kilborn thing where I just want to punch him to death. Like, and I don't you, know. Go ahead. Did you like him in this? I, I liked him in this, I, and I, I typically no, I, I don't. Think, like I him. like him in everything. There's just something about his face that I don't like. <laughs> oh, but your face just want to punch it. Just keep one of these. How good was uh, what's his name? King of Queens. I thought. He how was good great. was Kevin? Fuck. What James. Is his name? Kevin James. Kevin James. Kevin yeah, King I thought of he was, Queens. That's his yeah, name. I thought he was really good. The the one thing I will say that like I was a little not disappointed, but um, they didn't really lean into the Nazi shit as much as you would yeah. think they would, especially with like the um, the fiance and the son. Yeah, I agree. Uh. But I do like the idea of the kid being, like, way more dangerous and unstable. Like, because that kid looks fucked up from the minute from, like, Jump Street. You know what I mean? She reminds me, She's like a little X-23 sitting in the fucking SUV with him. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, dude. That movie fucking slaps. Like, I'm really shocked people didn't like it. I don't know if they didn't get it. Who and also... Like, is it, like, like, is I, it like, wildly... Is it widely not liked? I thought it was... I think it's, like... It seems to be split down the middle. It's a lot of like, oh, it's just a, like a brainless thriller. I think there's a read of this movie where the kid is also a racist, like, and I know that might seem weird, but there's just something about the way she's like, mom would have hated you, like, and then she becomes king of the Nazis. At the end. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, maybe I could see that. I thought uh, the Ker- or Kurgan from WWE was actually really good in the movie. Yeah, he was excellent. I mean, she just fucking marks him. <laughs> yeah. 
But it's like believable. Like that's the thing. Yeah. All the kills I thought were like really well done. It is the grossest movie I've seen in a long time. Like it's like trauma level disgusting in some parts. The fucking eyeball. Oh yeah. Scene, yeah. The um where it's like showing the fucking the ruler going through his throat repeatedly <laughs> and kind of like sticking out the side. Yeah, I uh, love it. Becky's a better Mortal Kombat movie than Mortal Kombat because at least she mm. fights everybody individually, does a fatality, and comes out at the end with an amulet. So, it's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. Nah, this movie fucking rules. Like, it, like I said, the only thing that was a little odd, and I don't know if it's a function of Kevin James being in it, although he does have swastikas and SS tattoos everywhere, is like they don't like touch on the racism almost at all, except for the. Uh, the like, oh, you gotta breed them pure, otherwise it dilutes the race or something. Yeah, they they kind of they they also kinda, like, like he also goes out of his way almost uh, at one point with the stepmom or whatever and be like we we don't necessarily hate you. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's like, yeah you do. That's what Nazi. That's like what being a Nazi's all that's about. That's like their number one thing. You can't botch that. Like you can't be like. I don't know. I think there's something kind of like. Like sort of his sort of subtle, menacing, quiet, you know, and, and yeah, then the I, fact that he's not like he's not on front street with his racism is very uh, on brand with nowadays times of people. Well, just... yeah, but those guys are like Richard Spencer. They don't have fucking SS bolts tattooed on their head either. You know what I mean? It's just really yeah. incongruent for how he works versus how he acts. I wonder if they toned it down because it's Kevin James. I wonder if they were That's what I'm thinking. Maybe he wasn't comfortable or something, like, saying shit, but it's like a, it's an exploitation movie, and, like, I know exploitation movies, and they need to have a certain level of racial slurs in them. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. Um, everybody's, like, double tough in this movie, which is interesting, because, like, the, like, everybody just kind of rolls with their, like, horrific injuries for a minute. The stepmother gets shot in the leg. And kind of just shrugs it off. She's okay. And Kevin James's eyeball thing, like instead of going into shock and dying, pooping his pants like everybody else does, he just gives, gives him the old pop it, Tommy, and <laughs> keep rolling. But no, I fucking love the movie, man. Like I would watch a sequel of just this fucking lunatic like killing everybody in her group home. Yeah, mm. I, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I, I liked it like that. Really, they do not like push back on her being crazy at all. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they really steer into it. And she's got those fucking manga eyes, which helps for what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. But no, I can't recommend it enough. I thought it was fantastic. It would have made my list last year had I seen it. Yeah, good stuff. I do love watching Nazis get butchered. So like, green room. This, yeah, like. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to not enjoy that. It's hard yeah. to not z enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> the not see party. Uh, Kevin could not see out of that eye when he was done. <laughs> <laughs> A solid beard on that guy, though. By the way, like, oh no, an excellent beard. beard. Like he, like I liked. I liked him playing a like a serious role. I thought he did very well. Well, he's still playing it like kind of fatherly. You know, like I'm going to talk to you like an adult because I want you to act like an adult. Which I, yeah, but I mean, I, I like it. It's creepy. Yeah. No, I thought he's really good. Uh, Teagles. Uh, I just watched one thing. Uh, Ooh, I, I watched The Swordsman. It's a movie that came out last year. Yeah, I just year. saw it on your, uh, your dealie. I was going to watch it. Like reading. Yeah. Uh, so I needed to get the stink of Mortal Kombat out of my nose. <laughs> And this Never. is a movie that was that also stars uh, Gogs. Help me out. The guy that played Sub Zero and he's in the raid and he's in the Joe Talzin. 
Joe, Joe Taslim. So Joe Taslim is the villain in this movie. And uh, first of all, I, I shout out to this guy because this guy, Joe Taslim, can speak English. He speaks Indonesian. I, if I, if they he's, in the, he's Indonesian. This is a Korean film, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. So I believe they speak Indonesian in Indonesia. Yeah, I don't know right? what the language is called, but that I, sounds I, good. So he speaks fluent Korean, like he speaks like like he's in this movie, and he also speaks fluent Korean. Like this guy is something else. He plays the villain in this movie, and, and he's handsome. He's, he's one. Of, he is his, very handsome. He's also a legit fighter. Like he's yeah, according to his IMD biography, he's he's won several gold medals. Yeah, he's in, a, a national guy. championships for judo. Yeah, he's legit. Um, anyway, the Swordsman is a very interesting movie because. It's very rough around the edges. Like, I didn't look up what this director had done before this movie, but it, there's some, like, weird cuts, and, like, there's some stuff that's just kind of, like, wonky. And, like, but the fight choreography is so well done, and the action set pieces are so well put together, you don't even think about it. Like, you can tell the director really had no interest in the story parts of this oh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> and he just wanted to get to, like, the slashy bits. Um, but it's funny because the movie reminded me so much of the video game Ghost of Tsushima because it's kind of the same plot. It's about this warrior that has allegiance to this king, and then he's cast out because a new king takes over, and then there's an invading army, and the invading army ends up, like, kind of fucking over this other king. So then there's just, like, chaos. And then this fucking lone swordsman has to go through and just slaughter everybody. So it's I like mean, Roger Stone. Yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> <laughs> Roger Stone? <laughs> uh, I, I guess I can kind of see, I can kind of connect where you're going with that. Uh, I loved this movie. There are so many creative, like, fighting moments like there's there's so many interesting little bits that they do inside the choreography um everything is like really fast like it's like raid fast but like imagine the raid at, or like the night comes for us but like all uh period piece sword fighting so like it's just i i don't know like uh like you know regular like hand-to-hand -hand martial arts is impressive in that fighting stuff and maybe like stabbing people obviously is is very impressive like in in those two movies but this is like flat like flat out like sword fighting and it's even more impressive somehow like well, I love they uh when they were shooting Mortal Kombat they had to get him to slow down like they literally I would, had to be I'm like, not that surprised. makes sense yeah. I'm not surprised um the lead actor in this who's who I don't know his name he's very good like so he's Again, he's this, like, dejected warrior. He lives out in the woods uh, with his daughter, uh, basically because he's been, like, ostracized, or uh, he's an outcast to, to this new king or whatever. But he's also, like, he suffered this, this like, injury to his eye in, like, this last battle before he got, like, kicked out of society. So he's, like, slowly going blind. So that's, like, a whole thing, too, where he's kind of, like, daredevil, where he, like, he has to, like, kind of listen to where this, the... the uh, the sword's coming, and, like, he does these, like, subtle things where, like, he's not looking in the direction he slashes, and it's, like, they don't draw attention to it, which I think it was an American movie. They would be, like, like, the camera would be, like, right in his eyes the whole time. But, it like, like Sean, and, and we've all talked about a bunch, like, good uh, martial arts directors backs up and lets the scene kind of play out so you can see what is going on. And this movie does that in, in spades. It's so cool. 
like when he ever does he does anything. Also, he like the first half of the movie, he's like kind of a pacifist because again, he he does it. He's just living with his daughter. He doesn't want to start trouble. He's it's classic action movie shit. Yeah. Like he's pulled into it, but he's he's walking around with this like wooden stick, and you assume because he's like basically blind, he uses it to kind of get around. But then when the shit hits the fan. The, he like pulls his sword out of the wooden stick and it's like, oh fuck, like this guy is gonna fucking murder everybody. And it rocks. His sword has this like cut at the tip of it. And at one point, he like pivots the guy's sword, breaks it, and it goes into this dude's throat. Oh my god. It's, uh, I, I, I was like, it was one of the movies. It's like, uh, like I was talking about Kick Ass. This is a movie I wish I could have watched with Gogs because I just wanted to hear him go, ooh, ooh. <laughs> It was, it was awesome. There's so many moments in this movie that are just fucking cool. Like, excuse me for being, like, incredibly ignorant, but is sword fighting a Korean thing, like, at all? Uh, well, this is supposed I think all martial, I think all, like, yeah. Asian countries have, uh, like, some sort of, like, sword anything with martial arts has, like, a, a sword or weapon component. Well, this is supposedly based, I don't, I, I know nothing of Korean, like, history, but this is based on a true story, apparently. Okay. That, like, it starts out in saying it is. So, but it's, it's excellent. I highly recommend it. Um, it definitely has, like I said, it's got it's it's got a little rust around the edges. Like, there's definitely some cuts where you're like, "What? What the fuck was that?" Like, but like honestly, like by the time you get through all the awesome fight scenes, it's just like I don't care. Yeah, like I don't give a shit like about any of that stuff because the fighting is so cool. Like, there's a part where like these guys like uh they, they're they're trying to storm to the bad guys like base. And they think they're getting in like a one to one like sword fighting thing, and they just bring out a bunch of guns and just slaughter them. It's just like <laughs> oh fuck! And then the hero proceeds to like literally do like a fucking Gears of War where he's just killing guys, like rolling them over so they're like human shields as he like rolls over them and stabs them in the face. It's fucking awesome. Like I I fucking loved it. It's a it's a big big recommend for me. I I. I fucking loved it. I I can't say enough good things about it. And it's funny to watch something like that where it's like, like you probably could have hired this director for like 50 bucks to make Mortal Kombat and he would have made something like creative and interesting and violent, but you made Mortal Kombat, which is none of those things. <laughs> Who like, directed Mortal Kombat? I don't know. A fucking... Uh, it was his only... It was his only direct... It was his only... Um, directorial. Yeah, the guy's name whatever. was Simon McQuaid. Like, he's made, like, a short movie and possibly music videos. Yeah, well, he sucks. He shouldn't, like, he mm. he he should never make another movie again. It, it was burnt. so fucking bad. Uh, it was, it was god-awful. And also, he's the one that was like, maybe we should have introduced a new character, because Mortal Kombat the game introduces new characters all the time. <laughs> I'm still mad about that fucking Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, same. I it think was, everybody should be. It was really fucking bad. And also, can, just before we get into our feature presentation, can the new thing now is when a movie fucking sucks, there's this contingent of people that are like, well, I enjoyed it, and I don't care what people say. And yeah. I know like, that always existed, but now it's like it's like very loud and a meme now, or it's just like, all right, yeah. shut up. If you liked it, fine. It's trash. Like, my favorite criticism is like, well, it's a video game movie. What do you expect? I was like, I expect it to be less like a movie. That that is my problem with it is that it's 
too much like a movie. You know what yeah. I mean? The criticism is it's a it's a Mortal Kombat movie. What did you expect? It's like, well, it could have been at least as good as the fucking Paul W. S. Anderson one. Because it's I not. expected a Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I expected something insanely violent. I'm not I didn't expect it to be like, you know, the raid or something, like something good. But it could at least like pro- it could have delivered on the promise that all the like the leak stuff showed because they showed the fucking Kung Lao death, which was awesome, and then they showed the scor- the scorpion fight the day it was released, and like those two scenes are great. They didn't they didn't deliver on that promise. It was all just bullshit. Like it was like those two scenes are cool, and then the rest of the movie it sucks. Anyway, use your uh, uppercut. It's like I can't, bitch. I'm in double underhooks. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you didn't like the the sweet kick spamming. Also, yeah. also Cole is an MMA fighter that fights like every other day <laughs> for like two hundred bucks. He was the worst. Uh, it's it's called getting that bread, TJ. You should know that. <laughs> well, he's, he's a, a professional yeah. tomato you know, can. You know, I believe Sean, the like term. MMA fighters like that all the time. They take fights like two every other day. You know, they, yeah. <laughs> Cole would be like. His brain, his brain would be less than pudding brain. It would be like yeah, powder, like they, uh, powder brain. And it's not like they were fighting in a warehouse somewhere. That seemed to be sanctioned by somebody. And there is no commission <laughs> that would be like, yeah, just call them in, like right now. We don't have to clear them or yeah, anything. They, their fighting federation have fighters on call. <laughs> They're like fucking well, look, it's his, like, for fighting. Like, look, it's, it's like his job. I have to go to my job every day. Cole has to go to his job every get, day. Get pounded in the face. Look, oh, I didn't. He went to college to get pounded in the face. That was his chosen career path. Uh, all right, let's get into the feature presentation. This is going to be an interesting one. I, I don't. I don't know where you guys are going to fall on this. Mm. Um. So yeah, we watched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Uh, who wants to do it? Honestly, this is going to be a short synopsis because crickets. It kind of just happens and then it's over. It's kind of the same bit for an hour and a half. And then the Before you do the synopsis, whoever is godly enough to Gox do it, is doing it. I just, I'll okay. do it. I'll do it's it. It's just the problem is like, and I guess like not to bury the lead, it's like every other comedy from this time. It's just like kind of there, like at least yeah. for me. It's like, yeah, was, they got they got. A Michael Caine that everybody loved and an up-and-coming Steve Martin and just kind of put them in a situation. Yeah. And yeah, we're like... It's and like it, and it's, it. and, yeah, and half of it seems like with Steve Martin, they were like, just riff. Just oh, like, yeah, he definitely go, was riffing. Yeah, just no go way. ahead. Those are the only good parts. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he's not, like... Well, Alright, let's get into it. So, right. I, I did want to see where this landed in his uh, in his like movie like like where did this like what was this Are before was this be- yeah yeah i'm dying of <laughs> brain stuff was this before three amigos was this before where is this line? i don't know you, you just start talking and i'll tell you okie dokie so a few minutes uh movie opens on hands there's a lot of hands in this movie uh and gems that are being passed off back and forth between some woman and some gentleman with an English accent that needs to liberate his country, which is not England. And it's, I don't know if his country is ever really determined. Yeah, um, like what country does she assume he's from? 
I think at some point they name check it. Like the, the, the corrupt police chief says, I am the so-and-so of what and Stan. And that's the prince of Gatterberg. So, uh, that's Steve, so, that's Steve Austin's country, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, so now, uh, so then you, you meet, you meet Michael Caine, um, and, uh, and his, his brand of tomfoolery. It's- it's pronounced my cocaine. My, my cocaine. cocaine. My cocaine. Why do we fold down? So now he uh, get the door, Alfred. <laughs> he uh, he's scamming he's scamming rich ladies that hang out on the Riviera, which isn't a river; it's a coast. Hot fact: I figured that out over the course of this movie. You um, figured it out? Yeah, by using the internet. Oh, okay. um, that you, you uh, didn't you didn't know that. I didn't. I thought it was. I literally thought Jeez, the Riviera. Guys, what a fucking idiot! Am I? <laughs> I didn't know it either. Uh, okay. it's a, I, I thought. I, actually I assumed, never thought about it at all. I assumed it was like a big, nice, long ass river that people like to hang out on. I didn't. You know, realize you guys, it, you guys, that nice long ass river. You guys <laughs> never. Obviously, you guys never watched any Max Hardcore. Uh, <laughs> all oh, oh, all his stuff was filmed on the French Riviera. Yeah, shout and out to Max Hardcore. Who's clearly, in jail. It's clearly a coast. Well, they should have called it like the French Oceara, like next time. Just do better. Um, so right. now that guy he, is rotting in prison. Well, yeah. he was a real piece of shit. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. But you know, he had a dream. So now uh, <laughs> we uh, we cut. It's a lot of Michael Caine, my cocaine, um, like scamming older ladies out of their jewels so that he can fund some sort of covert. Uh, resistance mission to overthrow who knows what, but everyone buys into it because he's very charming. And then he's like, well, that's enough. I got to go to Zurich. So now he's going to Zurich on a train and on the train, he meets Steve Martin, who is grifting ladies for sandwiches and knockwursts and beers and pretzels. Uh, they Question. end up sharing. Go ahead. The first um, Steve Martin is a small time hood, correct? Steve Martin is a small-time hood. However, there is uh, rumors of an American working their way through the Riviera, the jackal, that yeah. is just fleecing yeah. people, a confidence person. How many uh, of these bitches did he have to grift to get there? He gets – here's the wild thing. He gets right back. They send his ass on a plane to America, and they yeah. say he gets his ass right back later in this movie. Um, so uh, through conversations uh, – so uh, Michael Michael Kine, uh witnesses the grift, and then they share a cabin together. And he's like, "How's your grandma?" And he's like, "Oh, it was a lie. I grift ladies, buddy." And he's trying to tell, he's trying to preach the game. You know, this is like uh, I don't know, pick any ball, Lamelo, one of them, trying to talk to Michael Jordan and not knowing what they're doing about basketball. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like the players' ball because it's like the scene with like Bishop Don Magic Wallace playing <laughs> the pimp game. <laughs> Yeah, Look like at Gog, Gog's pulling out NBA references. I know, current ones too. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, a, a little weird that Lamelo Ball, point guard, is going to give Jordan a two guard a lesson. But I, I like where your head's at. Man. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm just trying here. I'm grasping at ball straws. So now, uh, 
Also, so he's, Steve, Steve Martin's like uh, he he literally is just spitting out Jordan Peterson like talking points as to why he's a con man. He's like men have the higher high, men men don't live as long lives. Men have a higher tendency of heart failure. So I figure, fuck women. It's like oh, what, what's the what's the Chris Rock line? They got half the money and all the pussy. Like they have all the power. But you gotta understand, Gogs. I know. Again, we talked about this before we started recording. But like, you don't swim in the YouTube waters that I do. Yeah. These are like people say that shit now, like with all of their throat, like they mean that shit. Like that is like the basis for their ideology. So it's really weird to hear that shit in a comedy. Yeah, well, it's, this, like, well it's also be funny. Well, to call this a comedy is general. I didn't laugh much. Like the stuff. There's I laughed. A- I think I probably laughed at the same scene everybody laughed. If anybody laughed, oh, I laughed at a few scenes. Any, uh, anytime Steve Martin pr- tried to be a handicapped person, it was hilarious. That's the yeah, and um, I can laugh at that. Y'all can't. I mean, yeah. I still did. Um, <laughs> well, you're. I'm you're in Florida, dog. I can laugh at all that <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, no. Steve Martin, like for sure, spent his whole afternoon on Kiwi Farms. He's like the <laughs> biggest like incel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt, dude. The, the other thing that's weird about this movie is, and like, I don't want to keep cutting you off, but this movie's really okay. nothing. Is that like this movie needs to be like sexier than it is? Because even when they're doing like the grips, it's like, can I kiss you? It's like, well, how yeah. old is the person that wrote this? Well, there's like, it's that. Yeah, it's, like, it's, you know it's weird. weird. Yeah. This movie, know what this movie needs to be? I know it's not a direct comparison, but it needs to be Maverick. Like, Maverick's sort of a better hustler movie than this movie. Um, shout oh, out to Maverick. Did not expect that. <laughs> I, I like that movie. I like I like that movie. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it. That's Mel Gibson, right? Mel Gibson's. Yeah, yeah Mel Gibson. James Garner. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the untimely death of James Garner? Um, <laughs> the only downfall to that movie is Jodie Foster is supposed to be the sexy. Oh, yikes! No, thank you. That. What am I? That she, guy that shot uh, Ronald Reagan? The Hinkley? Yes. Hink- Sirhan, Sirhan, whatever. No, no, no. Shot Robert Kennedy. Yep. She's a little piece of chicken. Anyway, so now... She was sexier uh, in Nell than she was in Maverick. Mm. <laughs> so now you've got... Uh, so so Steve Martin's trying to explain this game to Michael Kind, and then he's like... He makes a phone call, and Liz pointed it out. Like, I watched it with her. She's like, how do you make phone calls on trains back then? I was like, I have no idea. But he does it, and uh, he... They're talking about where on the Riviera to, base, to best, you know, poach ladies. Um, and so Michael Caine wants to steer him away just because he doesn't want him to, you know, spoil the, I don't know, the, the game preserve or something. And he gets another sexy lady to get on there and talk shit. And then Steve Martin sticks around and there's a sandwich or something. I don't know. He ends up taking, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a new lady coming to town and Michael Caine and his stalker, uh, wisdom with his, like his web of spies and what I assume is carrier pigeons determined that this lady's pigeons. coming coming in from a from i don't know manchego or somewhere in a white ferrari and then there she is rising over the corner and she's got steve martin with him he's like oh this is gonna be a problem right now so then he confronts him uh and then they end up sort of like oh how do they find out that they're both in the grift together they both oh how do they find out that he's they're both grifters he once when he shows back up, they, they arrest him. Yeah, that's right. They arrest him, and then they're they like, arrest him, to... and then Michael Michael Caine acts like as an innocent benefactor and like gets him out of prison. 
Yeah. And he puts him on a plane. He's on the same plane with that lady from Tulsa. I was like, oh, you know the prince. Are you part of his special operation to possibly overthrow America? Because why would you be flying back to America? Um, and then he comes back to uh, the Riviera, which is once again on a coast and not a river. And he's like, I want all this. And then you get, you're treated to like a 15-minute montage of, of Steve Martin learning how to walk and hold champagne. Dude, uh, this, this part of the movie drags. And well, also like – it it like ultimately goes nowhere, so you well, can yeah, cut it completely. Well, yeah, because he spends he spends presumably weeks and weeks to learn how to be a gentleman, only to play uh, Hugo eating a <laughs> bucket of fish heads in the uh, basement. Dude, yeah, there, there, this scene like a, is like wild. A my, it's like a My Fair Lady that doesn't end the way it's supposed to. Yeah, they're gonna do a Pretty Woman, but then but they didn't. Um, yeah, my reference was good enough, but that's fine. Yeah, well, you know, Pretty Woman is the the My Fair Lady of Prostitutes. But like, it's like, but the thing is, like, the scene ends. The scene ends with him, with Steve Martin and uh, Mike, my cocaine, my cocaine. Be, being at odds again. So like, you could have cut that whole sequence because you end up at the same spot that you began, and you like, you could have cut twenty minutes out no, of. But now, movie. but now Steve Martin has knowledge, and now Emperor Palpatine like, also hates him. Okay, pause though, real quick. You like Steve Martin was already a con man, so like you could have just skipped it because you can assume that he already knows how to be a con man, right? Oh, and then well, then you end up meeting the soap queen who's played by Tess Trueheart, and like then it, it almost like is set up that he Steve Martin should have been like a pickpocket or something, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. tried to steal Michael Caine's wallet, and then he learns, yeah. oh, this is a better grift. Yeah, that's a that's not a bad idea, and then. So, so you meet you meet Tess Trueheart, and then it turns into uh, Chris Pine and Tom Hardy's spy versus spy, um, and then uh, the movie just continues to happen in spite of itself. At some point, you find out that the reason Michael Caine is Jordan Peterson is because he needs to save the arts. Like he needs to have a wine collection. Like I collect pops; they will never be opened, they will never be sold. They are just here to exist. Uh, he said there was a great line where he saved a statue. He was like. Look, you've got wine that you're never going to drink. You've got a garden that looks like a mowing nightmare. That statue was a topless lady, so I grant you that. Like, there's like <laughs> that made me smile because um, me and Steve Martin both rate situations on titty. Um, and so then they decide to okay, we're both going to grift this lady for fifty grand. How do you get there? And then it becomes sort of a, a Mrs. Doubtfire esque. Everyone's pretending to be someone else. Like you know, you got. Uh, Steve Martin's pretending to be a a, a, a war vet, but or a a, a a Navy. He's only like a, a seaman second class. Like he's only got two chevrons, yet he's in like full like regalia, and he can't he can't walk because his fiance banged somebody on a dancing Andy show. And the part where he's the part where he's screaming, they're dancing. That, that shit was funny. funny. Yeah. That was funny. Honestly, like. I laughed at like all of the Steve Martin overacting. It, there's something about it that the I, part where he's playing like the like the he's just like, he's, either the mentally retarded brother in the yes. basement, and they're like, "What did you do when the uncle came over?" And he breaks out the glove with the lube. Yeah, and it's like where was this? No, going? That was when he way out of left field. When he plays the like retarded basement child or whatever, <laughs> he asked if he can go to the bathroom. Just and he just shit, or well, presumably pisses or shits, shits himself. himself at the table. Like that's funny. 
But he's also sitting there with an eye patch and a trident, and you find out that he's got the eye patch because they cork his forks, and he must have jammed himself in the eye with a fork. I mean, there's some weird, like, that's a weird beat for, like, Michael Caine's character to take, right? Like, to say, oh, I've got a crazy uh, little brother that I need to, like, like, it's a different grift for him. Um, But he seemed to have all of the accoutrement. Like, he had a crazy person basement house with a tire swing just waiting Anyway, so now it's back and forth with Tess Trueheart, and Michael Caine gets to take his German accent out for a walk, and Steve Martin can walk, can't walk, and they party with sailors, and they get a hand glued to it, and you find out that Tess Trueheart, she's not the soap, they think she's the soap queen, meaning she's like either a soap heiress, or she's she's part of some sort of large uh, Suds consortium from America. <laughs> she's, um, she owns the Mr. Sparkle company. Yeah, she banishes dirt to the <laughs> land of winds and ghosts. Yeah, so, but then you find she just won a contest and she's leveraging everything, everything she can to get the 50 grand to Steve Martin <laughs> so that he can get his not operation to get his legs worked so he can get yelled at by a German man, um, which sounds fetishy in its own right. And then. Uh, like Michael Caine, instead of the movie said something like, oh, Michael Caine's the good guy and Steve Martin's really the scumbag and then maybe this is where we're finally going to have a good guy, bad guy scenario and then it all plays out that she which I kind of, I've never seen this movie before, it was like kind of obvious like, yeah, yeah, I kind of like, like from the moment she walked into the scene, I was like, is she also a, a scammer and then you find out she was and then at the very end she brings a bunch of Greek people to possibly buy Australia from Michael Caine. <laughs> and then the movie ends. Yeah. Honestly, though, I have to say this. And I, I thought about, like I do most things, I thought about Gogs. Because she actually was at her most attractive with her really trashy haircut. Yeah. And, like, her weird accent. I was like, oh, oh yeah. she's kind of cute now. Like, I Oh, no, that did, that did it for me a I'm, lot. Of course it did. <laughs> that was the part I was like, oh, you got, wait, that got you? Oh, yeah. I got yeah, a couple yeah. of them. Susie said, Susie said something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And no. That um, was, uh. This movie is something else. Bring back shoulder pads. I This movie has no right to be. Uh, almost, what is it? It's over two hours long. It's, it? it's way longer no. than it needs to be. It's an hour and like 50 minutes. So it's almost two hours. It yeah. seems long. Like, what was the it pitch meeting for this? Tedious. Uh, there wasn't a pitch meeting. It was probably just like, hey, we got Michael Caine, Stephen, or Stephen Martin. Stephen Martin. Let's just remake Sir, some French Sir Stephen Martin. Wait, so wait, Sir so... Stephen Martin. Let's just remake some French movie or whatever. Like, I'm sure it probably is because it has like that. This movie feels really European, like yeah. some old school, like fucking based on a play from Italy or some bullshit. <laughs> There's yeah. a really funny line. I mean, it's not funny. It's just like it's just I, I don't know. A lot of times when we watch these older movies, I think about I think of things in like, you know, our 2020 uh, purview. And there's a line where it's like Steve Martin's like uh, he he got arrested and he was he got arrested because he like he got he was cheating like somebody's husband like called about the wife that was cheating on him and Steve Martin's like you're French you should understand adultery and he's like he's like ah but sir adultery is French but getting caught is American it's just like <laughs> what is this so this movie is after in in Steve Martin's career this is after Three Amigos. This is after All of Me, which is another movie I like. This is after The Jerk. I just pulled this up. What a string of kind bangers. of bangers. Yeah. So he, in the course of, this is like, I don't know, starting in 1979, we'll go for 11 years. The Muppet movie, The Jerk, 
Pennies from Heaven, The Man with Two Brains, All of Me, Three Amigos, Little Shop of Horrors, Roxanne, Plane Trains, Automobiles, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Parenthood, My Blue Heaven, which is I haven't seen that oh, movie. My Blue Heaven is great. I fucking yeah. loved that movie when I was younger. Um, Apparently, also, a lot of people say that it's well, I guess it kind of is technically a sequel to a uh, Goodfellas. Because it's is it really loose, oh, yeah. well, it's, it's, it's loosely based on, based on Henry, Hill. Henry Hill's yeah what he does after he's in witness protection yeah I yeah. never saw L A Story is that any good because that was also L A really Story is really good LA, it's LA like LA a Woody Allen really movie good. without the fucking pedophile undertones so Sean was partially correct it is a remake but not of a French film it's a, it's a remake of a 1964 movie called Bedtime Story mm. Ugh. um it stars Marlon Brando with Shirley Jones, so it's an American movie, but yeah, it is a remake. So Sean was right about that. Do you guys yeah, remember? That's a good. That's very astute. Oh, both figures, one of my favorite movies. I fucking love that movie. I haven't seen that in forever. I need to watch that again. I haven't seen that in so long. I remember loving it. We should have a Steve Martin month. It might be too good depending on what we pick. I love the Jerk. I think the Jerk is like the Jerk is up there with Airplane as like one of the funniest movies. Like everybody loves the Jerk. The scene where Bernadette Peters goes up to him is like, "Have you seen an eight-year-old boy with brown hair wearing a shirt that says bullshit?" And (laughs) (laughs) the kid he just has a baseball tee that just says bullshit. I want it so bad. There's like the, the scene where they're by their tennis court and they've got two. Like water coolers, they're ones full of red wine and ones full of white wine, and they're yeah. drinking them out of paper cups because they just think this is what fancy people do. Like I love, love, love that movie. So let's talk about the movie we just watched instead, yeah, which I did not like as much. Um, it's it's tough because I, you know, it's funny. On one hand, I, when this movie started, I kind of appreciate like the pacing and tone of what movies used to be. Like, I don't know, we, we watch, we generally watch, like, more contemporary movies, and, like, movie dialogue now has a certain sort of tone that actually more, like, in the last, like, 15 to 20 years, like, I feel like dialogue has gotten super annoying in a lot of movies, like, the, the, the snappiness of, of how things talk. But this is still, like, very stagey. Like, everything in this, it feels like an old movie. Like, everybody kind of, like, says their line, waits for the other person to say their line. And, like, at first I was like, oh, this is kind of refreshing. It's kind of, like... it got incredibly tedious. It got very... Like, it's very static and boring. Like, I feel like it's, like, there is clear-cut times where it's like, well, this is a serious scene, and then you have Steve Martin playing a retard, and that's the comedy. (laughs) And, like... I have to say, like, I... I, You know, again, I I, I did... I, I enjoyed... I enjoyed pretty much everything Steve Martin did. I, there's something about him and his performance where, like, when he's caught in a lie, his, like, constant, like, impro- improvisation to, like, figure out how to fix himself out of a lie. And I, I know, obviously, it's all scripted, but, like, he makes it seem like he's thinking this stuff up on the fly, and I felt like that was pretty funny. Like, there's a part where he, like, throws himself... Well, he doesn't really throw himself. He fake throws himself in a wheelchair downstairs. And then, like, he does this, like, army crawl. I don't know. That shit was fun. Again, if you pretend to be handicapped, I'm going to laugh. It's always funny. And I'm giving all you guys handicap passes, because it is funny. (laughs) It's like... If you laugh at real handicapped people, it's not funny. But when you laugh at able-bodied people pretending to be handicapped, always funny. 
Uh, is, does that include mental handicaps as well, or we we only get physical because you're only physically handicapped? Oh, I think I get both. Oh, I okay. mean, why not? So I I'll, give, I'll give everyone the emotional handicap pass if you oh, need I, it. We all got that. <laughs> I can still laugh at the uh, the bit of dialogue in the ringer where it's like, Jimmy, that guy's like the Deion Sanders of retards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie just kind of dragged, and it felt like the se- like it felt like the same setup and punchline for like an hour. Like it felt like they kept doing the same thing over and over again until they got to that one part where. I thought that Michael Caine was going to have, like, a gay sex party with a bunch of sailors for Steve Martin. I didn't know where that was going. That was very strange. Yeah, I'm glad you said it. It just it feels like somebody uh, was like, oh, it's like they just gave him a, a fucking, like, oh, just riff. It feels like bad improv. Like, okay, the scene is you're pretending to be handicapped, you're pretending to be a doctor, and go. And then just, like, it just never ends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, this movie was... uh. I don't know if we said this yet. Directed by Frank Oz, who I like quite a bit. I think he's a, he's a talent. Yeah, he's great. He's Yoda. He's but I expected him to. I I, I expected it to be funnier because I think he's a funny guy and he's got a he's got a better sense of like I don't know. It's just it's so. The only I know he's directed a bunch of movies. The only one I can think of is that fucking terrible Edward Norton movie where he also pretends to be retarded. Uh, to uh, I think Brando's in it. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Um. Alec, what did you think? You haven't said much. Um, it it, it was slow to start. Definitely. It was slow to start. Yeah, like the beginning. Like I was like, oh, this is gonna be a problem. But uh, I don't know. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I didn't like, hate it either. I, I it wasn't like I didn't like it. It definitely was too long and definitely had stuff it could cut out. But like serious, like Defender of the Realm, Sir Michael Caine playing off like peak goofball Steve Martin. Like, I don't know. It worked for me for the most part. Like, like I said, there were times where it just kind of drug on and on, but I like the scene where, uh, what, what's his name? What's his, his German Dr. Lichtenstein or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he's just like beating the shit out of Steve Martin. That was pretty he's funny. Whipping the shit out of his that legs. Was great. And Steve Martin's <laughs> face the whole time. Cause he has to yeah. act like he can't feel it. He's like, can you feel this? No. Whack. When he takes a running, like he does like a happy Gilmore, like <laughs> run up to it. I don't think they gave, I don't think they gave Michael Caine enough room to, to get funny. They didn't let him get goofy. That was the yeah, closest maybe. they got. And that seems funny. But like overall, I, 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 for the most part, I enjoyed it. I, I, I didn't really, wasn't on board with the, uh, when they figured out that she wasn't the heiress they thought she was, and then they were like, oh, let's change the bet to who can fuck her first. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, that's a strange, strange way to go, especially since Michael Caine, like, you're led to believe up to that point, like, he grifts these women, but he doesn't, like... He doesn't fuck them, yeah. Yeah. He fucks Which I guess is a, I guess is a kind of a strange, when he gets a strange line to, like, make, but... I mean, well, to be fair, every woman I fucked, I had to grift in some way or another. Uh, yeah, I, the thing is, it's that also the resolution to this more, this story is that they're like a thruple. I mean, that's how I read it. Like they were all <laughs> fucking now. Like it seemed like. Oh, it's on. Well, also no. there, there is a there is a, a scene that I I don't know because again like I always think about. Well, we could have punched this up a little bit. 
there's a scene where Steve Martin thinks he's just about to fuck her, and Michael Caine is sitting off camera, and he's like, we helped you. And, like, I really wanted the scene to be, like, him fucking her, and then Michael Caine, like, gets in bed and be like, see, we told you. Like, or he just slow claps, like, he's like... <laughs> is he, like... Is he oh, I thought that they just, like, spit roaster. That would, yeah, oh. even better. I mean, that's... Well, that's I'm a gonna... slow clap. That's that's the slow clap of sex. <laughs> So wait, Sean, I got I got a little fun fact for you. Ready? Okay. Frank Oz also directed Bowfinger. Oh shit! Well, there he did make a good movie. <laughs> At least one. <laughs> yeah, but that movie, I think that movie works in a way this doesn't because, like, I know like the joke is Michael Caine is not like, I mean, he's a funny guy, but he's not like funny the way Steve Martin is. But yeah. in Bowfinger, it's him and Eddie Murphy who like. Oh, kind of resurrected Eddie Murphy because it's like the only movie he was good in. I oh, Christ, I couldn't tell you how long. Just trying to outdo each other, and it just gets more and more ridiculous. And this is like weirdly kind of grounded for a slapstick French seeming movie. I wouldn't call this slapstick though. This is not. Well, There's a good. lot it's of absolutely slapstick. We just talked about the scene where he's getting. Well, he got literally slapped with the stick. I guess that's and he's, true. And he's fucking. Like, he's fucking the, the the wheelchair. All the Steve Martin stuff is pretty slapstick. Yeah. Like he's very like all the comedy is very physical. You're right. You're right. You've been down here banging on your pots again. Mm, oh, what's gonna happen when you run out of pots? <laughs> like, yeah, I laughed at that. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's like I don't know. There's there they're like the Steve Martin stuff is pretty funny of because it's so fucking absurd. But like I don't know. There there's like a weird like balancing act this movie doesn't. You know what fall. I think I think is probably the biggest problem is like it doesn't feel like there's any escalation. No. It almost like the plot would almost work better. I know they're common, but it almost worked better reverse if it was like the first one to fuck her and then they find out she's rich afterwards and it's like, okay, now it's the first one to get fifty thousand dollars or whatever it is yeah yeah you're probably right that might work a little better it but you're i do i do agree that there's no like it's kind of the goal is kind of stagnant through the movie they yeah. almost, maybe they should have had like a smaller bet like first like and then get the main target like that would have probably made it a little bit better I, or something. I don't know. Take out that stupid montage where he's learning how to be a gentleman and maybe have like a smaller scale bet where then they have to up the stakes. Like, okay, you won this one, but what about this one? Something like that. But I also, I also agree with Sean, like Steve Martin probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have been just like a low level grifter. He should have been something else like a pickpocket or, I don't know. He teaches him all his ways, and I think you guys brought it up already, but he doesn't use any of it, so it's kind he just goes back to his regular kind of Steve Martin grandma grift. So like what was the point? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh anything else before we get into five knuckle shuffles? <laughs> Uh, I, guess, I guess that means no. Uh, Sean. The five. Like, it has some really funny scenes, but, like, it's almost totally unmemorable besides that. Like, I don't I don't even really remember, like, Steve Martin's name's, like, Doug or so, Dave? Frank? Or some kind of, something? I don't think Freddy. Freddy. Freddy, yeah. 
but then it's like Michael. I don't know, man. Like in like, I know it's 2021. It's different, but the women minus her in this movie are incredibly stupid. <laughs> they are, yeah. Well, yeah. It's like what I I said in, in our anal. It's like the the message of this movie is women are fucking dumb. Yeah, Nothing. like I mean, just like just the the bullshit that comes out of his mouth, like. He's like some kind of African warlord or something. Maybe they went deep and it was like, oh, yeah, I'm actually in Liberia trying to suppress rebels like that would work. But it's also that funny kind of 80s like women empowerment thing, because the one woman is is just like they are. So it like evens out, you know, like it's like, oh, see, women aren't stupid. This one's a this one con the two guys because, you know, she's a con like you can see it from so far away. She's not really likable. No, not you know what I mean. So, like, when she does get over on them, it's like, okay, well, whatever. Like, I don't care. As soon as they had that scene where Michael Caine like was like, "Oh wait, you're a decent person." I'm like, oh, "Okay, she's a con person. Yeah, she's another con person." Like, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't put it together till almost the very end. Well, I, no, I, and, uh, I am a yeah. cinema expert, Alex. So when <laughs> she when she uh, came to him like in tears, I was like, "Oh, she's a grifter too." I, yeah, did not put it, I did not think yeah. she was the jackal, though. But, she, but she's not the grifter, Cold you know Cat from Wildcat. Like, I thought it was super obvious is because they are so, like, nonspecific about what she is, but every other woman in the movie they grift, it's like, oh, she's Penelope Vanderfart, and she's the heir to the toothbrush cap fortune. You know what I mean? They're like, they know yeah. everything about all these other people. Her, it's like, uh, I thought she was a soap opera actress for, like, the first half an hour, so... I don't oh, yeah. know. I mean, soap queen. I, I get that. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just, it's just like a very middle of the road. Like I put it up there with like, uh, this is a much later movie, but it's the same kind of movie. The Mickey blue eyes, the, the movie you go to a girlfriend's house and their parents would put on like, Oh, let's watch a movie after dinner. And then you're stuck sitting on this like uncomfortable couch watching <laughs> Hugh Grant pretend to be a mobster. <laughs> oh, that movie sucks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's whatever. Uh, Gogs. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's also a five. It's, um, maybe it's a six. It's in that neighborhood. It's, I don't hate it. Um, parts of it are funny, but it's, uh, like, it's not, it's not, it's not funny enough to be a comedy and it's not crimey enough to be a criminal movie. I don't know what this is. Um, like it's, it's, it just seems like, yeah, like like people were just throwing shit against the wall to see what would stick. Like they're just like, all right, well, have them do this now, and then let fucking Steve Martin vamp like this. And like I say, don't give Michael Kine enough room to like get goofy. When he does get goofy, it's funny, but he doesn't like stay. It's either he needs to be like like a complete straight man, or like like he gets to be goofy with with Steve Martin. They they don't really find. I don't. I don't find his character compelling. I don't find it particularly funny. Yeah, you're um, right. Because he's not like straight enough. You right. Know he's I mean? got to be one yeah. or the other. They don't. They don't. They don't pick a side. Um, then you've got mm-hmm. so uh, the the whole uh, uh, test Trueheart bit. When I first saw her, I was like, oh, maybe she's a con artist. Because there's something about the way she like fumbled with the dogs and looked up, like who saw that, kind of looked around, like eye in the room. I was like, okay. And then as the movie progresses, like, oh, maybe she is a decent human. Like, they can't, she got me. I think maybe she is a good person. And then legitimately, when she showed up and uh, was crying at uh, Michael Kine's house, I was like, I was like, oh, maybe she's 
I was like, well, maybe Steve Martin just turned into a complete heartless scumbag, and then the rest of the movies, like, because there was still like 15 minutes left, I was like, maybe it's somehow it's Michael Caine hunting and killing Steve Martin. Like, where's this gonna go? Um, I will say, if they did that, if they, because it felt like that for a second, right? Like, it was like Michael Caine had like a change of heart, and Steve Martin went harder and yeah. became like evil. That's a better movie. I yeah. really wish Gogs actually thought that that may happen in the movie because I would like to see that movie. Um, but then, but then when they pull, when they get Steve Martin, and as soon as he gets out of the car, of the car in like the bathroom, I'm like, oh okay. Well then, she's the she's the grift, and I didn't expect her to come back with a boat full of Greek people, and I didn't expect her to be the jackal. Um, but there you go, and then she's like, I and guess they, I'll. They made a movie with Bruce Willis about her. I, I love that movie. I fucking I'm love the sure Jackal. You do. The Jackal would... is a poor man's Hudson Hawk. Oh, hey. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's that that's that's my thoughts on the film, Alec. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven. Like I liked it a little more than you guys. It still had problems. It definitely had pacing problems, and definitely there were definitely uh some tone issues. But uh, I don't know the Steve Martin and uh Michael Caine. I thought they had pretty good chemistry, even if it was a little uneven at times. I thought they, they I still, agree. They I still they worked well together. Well. Yeah, um, and I would like to see like a similar movie with those guys in it. I'd really just like to see Michael Caine do more stuff like that. Cause there's, he, he hasn't done a ton of comedies. Like he was in like, uh, Austin Sh- Powers. What's the one with Sandra Bullock? The, uh, with the fashion show. Oh, the beauty pageant. Uh, geniality. Yeah, he's in that. And he plays like, uh, yeah, he plays like, like the like costume designer or something in that. Okay. Um, I'd like to see him do more things like this because I think it shows he has a much bigger range than what he typically, than what he typically does. Um, his like stoic, stiff upper lip, typical British guy thing. You know, I now like that you him. mention it, it does kind of feel like a, a lower tier, like Gene Wilder and uh, yeah, 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 uh, uh, fucking Richard Pryor movie, like, like a hear no evil, see no evil sort yeah, of thing. Like, oh, that, that movie, movie now, that's a fucking... no, that movie's funny, but no, this doesn't feel like their chemistry is good enough. It feels like they've been in like eight of these kind of movies together, yeah. and this is just yeah. a shitty one. No, that's fair. Yeah, you're right. Like they, they, this is this is their Farley and Spade. Like they just know, but they, they never worked. Together or since, I don't think. Well, Steve Martin doesn't really do anything anymore. Hmm. Michael Cain's still going strong. Oh, we lost Sean. Oh, that's it. Hi, Sean. Have you ever seen Jaws four? No, but I've seen the house that it bought. Yeah, that, <laughs> that dude missed the Oscars to make that movie, oh. and I think he won an Oscar. Um. Anyway, uh, did everybody go? No, I didn't go. Oh, TJ. Sean's coming back. Uh, uh, it's a uh, it's a six for me, dog. Uh, I I didn't hate this movie, but like I and the the parts the the reason it's above five territory for me is like I don't think I'm gonna forget Steve Martin being like a retard <laughs> or like a handicapped like naval officer. Like both of those jokes, you just couldn't write anymore. Like it's like it's crazy. It's like his whole bit, his grift was like, okay, what disability am I gonna crib from now? Like it's well, yeah, even crazy. even before that, his grift was that his grandmother is 
almost dead. surgery. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing. But, like, he's really funny. Like, I think, like, all his scenes are pretty funny. I, there's something about his, again, it's a very showy, a very stagey kind of act. But, like, it's funny to me. Like, it's very over the top. It's not, it's not very natural at all. But there, it's it's funny. I, it's very compelling. Um, but the movie just dra- like this. Like I said when we started the show, I thought this movie was over two hours long because it just felt so long. You cut this movie down to ninety minutes, and it probably gets a seven or an eight. Like I think there's so much you could chop out of this movie um, because again, a lot of the scenes just repeat the same thing. Like you don't really gain a lot of information scene to scene in this movie. Um, there's also a hilarious dance sequence that I loved in this movie. Like, it's just a weird nightclub playing a weird song that no one's ever danced to in history, and, like, everyone's jiving to it. I thought that was pretty great. Um, but yeah, it's a six for me, dog. Um, I didn't hate it. It's not great. Uh, it's a six for me. Uh, so who, like, who gets next week's pick? Sean, you're picking Jaws 4, right? Right. I have, a pick, I have a pick. I have a pick on deck. My, uh, you're you're echoing, echoing again. again. What'd you do? Now you're echoing. Now you're I think you're coming through. Sh- we're all coming through Sean's stuff. stuff. Fucking Sean. What the fuck did I do? I'm just sitting here. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's echoing. I'm not going to say anything. See? Is he still doing it? Yeah. 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 Oh, I don't know. Uh, anyway. I vote that Sean gets his pick because I want to watch Jaws for. Unless, yeah, no unless, shark gonna keep me down. Is that okay with everybody else? Fine by me. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. And that is Jaws: The Revenge. Is that the name of the fourth one? Yeah, it's Jaws: Jaws so. Two, Jaws 3D, and Jaws: The Revenge. So we may so have we may a, have a, a special, a special guest, guest on the show. On the show for that. Uh, is it Anthony? Uh-oh. Yeah, it's Anthony. Yeah, it's Anthony. <laughs> so. So. All right, that's the show, everybody. Because I'm echoing like crazy. crazy. Drive me nuts. nuts. Uh, Uh, Eat your own ass. ass. Bye, everybody. Yeah. See ya. See ya. Oh, gone.